Hello, Autism Warrior, and welcome to Barefoot Autism Warriors podcast. I'm Ninka Benedict Mauritson, and I am here to tell you that autism is a consciousness test. It's a wake-up call, and it's your chance to turn your life around. And when you do, everything changes. Welcome to this podcast conversation with Kelly Schulte. And we're going to bring this story to you because when I had my son diagnosed, everyone told me there's nothing you can do. And I know how desperately I looked for moms with a different story. So I'm collecting transformation stories from all over the world, my own personal ones from the course participants and my own transformation transformation story, but also moms who's done the same things simultaneously. So I want a broad spectrum of recovery stories because I think they are so important in this time where there's not a lot of there's not a lot of stories out there that gives you hope, that give you hope. And so Kelly, I was extremely excited to find you and realize that our oldest children are the same age and you did exactly the same simultaneously just in another country in the U.S. while I was turning my son's autism around in in Scandinavia. So why don't you take me back to where that all began and tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from and your background. All right well my name is Kelly Schulte and I am from Minnesota in the USA. I have five children Um, I really had to chuckle in one of your courses where you said, you know, instead of dealing with things, you just get a puppy or you have more children. I'm like, that must have been me because I literally look back at what we were going through with my oldest daughter and it was so out of control. She was, you know, oh, you know, throwing things and hitting things and destroying things and punching walls and, you know, it was just so tumultuous and we just kept having children. And I'm like, how, like, why, why were we doing that? You know, but I mean, I would never change it at all. I love all five of my children, but um, you look back in those, those times and you're like, what in the world was I thinking? Um, because Hannah was born totally neurotypical, extremely alert. Um, it was at about her 10 month um, checkup. They gave her a vaccine and I would say what started was respiratory issues. All of a sudden we were doing NEBS every two hours around the clock. And it was intense. Um, And from there, she had another, she actually ended up doing her full round for five years of vaccines because I had no idea the correlation. Um, But when I looked back and started digging in, it was at her 18 month vaccination was the one where literally she just was gone. And I remember thinking like, when she would go into these, like we called them meltdowns, when she would go into that place, she was gone. It was like, she was so vacant. And I was like, is she like possessed? Like, is she, cause she was just, she was gone. Mm-hmm. And she would be that way until her entire nervous system would collapse and she'd be a puddle on the floor. And then so much remorse. I'm sorry, mommy, I'm sorry. You know, because she would have destroyed everything. You so know, she was, she was conscious that she was out of herself and that there was consequences. Cause Many children don't have that ability when they are in those initial phases. Yeah. And she would always have this, like, it would be like a collapse and then like a remorse that would come. Um, And she always called it the feeling, Mm -hmm. like the feeling took over, you know, like throughout all of her years, even as an adult, she will say like where she can feel that. And then she has strategies in which she you know, we'll push that aside or, or deals with it. You know, she, it doesn't anymore consume her. Um, when was this? So what year was, did this happen, Kelly? Well, she started articulating that I'd say at about five, mm-hmm. you know, when she was younger than that, she never, she never um, could articulate it. You know, we were always in this quandary of, is it in her power or not? Is she misbehaving or not? Is she, you know, she was the picky eater. She was a tiptoe walker. She couldn't handle tags. She couldn't, I mean, it was just like, life was just so much for her. And at that point I was working still. So I was a teacher. I have a master's degree in education. So I'm an elementary school teacher. I work with my, my key focus has been primary. So kindergarten, first grade, the little ones teaching them all that beginning stuff is like my passion. So when she got to first grade, I was like, okay, this is not normal anymore. Like before I was like, she's just maybe like, she never crawled, not one. She stood up and walked at 10 months, just stood up and walked. She was done. And I'm going, oh, what a gifted kid. She's so, you know, and then she also um, super articulate, like 
fluent language at like 12 months. Like she was just fluent. And then she also like potty trained. She was at daycare. Um, and I just did an in-home daycare. Actually, um, the woman who worked in my classroom was pregnant at the same time I was. I'm like, why don't you stay home with our babies? And she's like, okay. Um, so I had a really sweet um, place for her to go. But at 18 months, she came home. She's like, I'm not wearing panties anymore. I'm done. And she, that's how she potty trained. Like, so I, this whole time was like, she's so gifted and so smart, which she was. But then she had all of these things that were so off. And our pediatrician just told me I wasn't disciplining well enough and like all of these things. I'm like, dude, you don't know. Like I've worked in inner city. I have worked with really hard kids. Like my toolbox of discipline strategies is unlimited, you know, and I just couldn't get through to her. And then I had this one doctor, actually I was really frazzled um, because she was so out of control. She would go after my other kids, you know, and I was like, I didn't know what to do. And I went to this mom's group I was at at church. And the woman there was like, if any of you needs prayer, just come back, you know, and I went back there and I just burst into tears and I was bawling and I'm like, my kid is out of, out of control at this point. She's in kindergarten and I don't know what to do. And she's blowing these fits and she won't listen and she does dangerous things. And, and like all the doctors think I'm crazy. The school that I taught at for 10 years told me I was the crazy one, that I was giving her anxiety. I was making her this way because she could pull it all together and be the perfect student, even though she couldn't socialize with anyone. And all the testing we would do for autism, they'd be like, oh no, she's not. I'm like, she can tell you what to do in a social situation. She just can't do it. She's super smart. She's telling you what she should be doing, but she doesn't do it. You know, She knows what she should do to calm herself. She just doesn't do it. Um, we were seeing seven different doctors at this point. And this sweet woman, she's like, well, let's, let's pray. I'm like, no, you don't get it. Like, this is beyond prayer. Like, this is beyond, like, God can't help this. Like, this is so beyond. And she's like, okay, let's pray. I'm like, okay, fine. Like, you know, and she prayed. And after she prayed, she's like, have you ever tried natural health? And I'm like, no, they're like, which doctors? That's like voodoo. My dad has told me you don't go to chiropractors. You don't, you know? And so I just had that mindset. And um, I, she's like, well, why don't you come to my doctor and I'll take you. And she literally took me by the hand because 20 years earlier, she had a child, you know? So, I mean, when we're talking, this is 40 years ago, she had a child with autism and she turned her daughter's autism around as well. So she literally took me by the hand, went with me to the chiropractor with my daughter, you know, and just like held my hand through it all. And literally they did kinesiology and started adjusting her um, she couldn't eat anything like her body was reactive to all foods. Um, so literally they said, start with gluten, dairy, corn syrup. Okay. So I went home in my whole cupboard, everything. And, out. and this yeah. is 2000 and when? This would have been, um, 2004. Yeah. So I go through my cupboard and like everything had one of those ingredients in every single thing other than our fruit and, and vegetables and stuff, which was good eating those things. And I was like, oh my gosh, so like so overwhelmed. And then I'm like, okay, I just took all of it and put it in bags and brought it to my daycare lady's house. I'm like, here, have some food. Like I can't throw it away, but here you take it. And I went to the store. I'd never been in a co-op my whole life, like a natural food store, never. I walked in and literally halfway through the store, I'm like, I have $500 worth of groceries. I don't know how to prepare any of it. I don't know if it tastes good. I don't even know what to do. And I just start crying in the middle of the store and I leave the cart and run out. Like I was just so overwhelmed. So again, Robin, the one from church came and held my hand, took me through the store. Like here, this is, this is the good alternative sour cream here are, and I mean, when we're talking gluten-free 20 years ago, Not it was there. awful. So basically, but then I didn't even know, like, I didn't know what an artichoke was. Like I no. had no idea. No, all these things. So she literally helped me. I got the nourishing traditions cookbook that taught me how to cook food. Cause you know, in Minnesota it's casseroles and you think that's healthy, you know, it's, it's not. Um, and so we started on that journey and literally for her and for us, I just started praying every day for her and like God would show us the journey and the way to go and that we wouldn't get to weird natural doctors and all of this stuff. And the kinesiology was the key for her in our journey in that time. And we had a pediatric um, chiropractor who did kinesiology. She was also spirit-filled, which is just a little different. So like a Christian, you know, defined was like we were. We go to church, we were in mom's groups and Bible studies and tried to live a good life. But when you're spirit-filled, you're actually led by the spirit and you can see things in the spirit. And so she did not tell me, cause I wasn't in that place. 
but she was praying things over Hannah and breaking generational curses over her and things she would see in the spirit when she was adjusting her and, and stuff. And then we went, or I went through this awakening when we went to Texas spiritually, where the Lord opened my eyes to like, there's way more to me than just going to church and going to Bible studies and whatnot. And then that's when things really exploded and things like, I just knew what supplements she needed to take. I just knew what she needed in situations. Um, and I mean, she was so sensitive that like she went to school one day and they were not to allowed to feed her anything. It was only what I'd send. They went on a field trip, forgot her snack. They gave her a graham cracker. Oh. She got off the bus, threw herself on the floor outside the bus, like the ground outside the bus, yelling and screaming and kicking. And I had to carry her in the house. And she screamed like that on the floor until this was like, she got off the bus at 3.30 till 5.30 when Paul came home. And like him entering the door and the door slamming, like shocked her out of it. I called the school. I couldn't, we couldn't figure out. Nothing had happened. She wouldn't talk. And it ended up being one graham cracker, yeah. you know, and it was that intense. And that's when I started getting this, wow, there's a huge connection with food. And she was so toxic. I mean, just so toxic. So we ended up, we never actually detoxed her, but her body naturally detoxed as we like gave her different foods. I mean, it was so intense. If I bought non-organic lettuce, she'd have a meltdown. It yes. was so intense. And we would bring, I'd bring bags of groceries to my chiropractor. She'd muscle test her and that's what she would eat. And I'd return the other groceries. I got to know the grocery store really well. They were amazing, but we just went through this journey and literally it took, she was on medication, seeing seven doctors from this time when this woman prayed for me at church, we started this natural journey and we started, you know, the chiropractic and like praying. And then when we went to Texas, I had this awakening. It all happened within like a year. And also, um, the, I was in Texas, my friend explained to me the power of our words and how our words create. And she's like, I want you to go to the coffee shop and I'm going to stay with Hannah. And you write out all the negative things you've ever said about her. You write down all the negative thoughts and feelings you've had about her. You write out everything that doesn't align. Like, you know, she's super smart, but she's showing these things, write it all out and then write the opposite, the opposite of all of those things and declare it every day. So then we burned the, the old things. And I had this list and I would declare every day, Hannah has control of her emotions. She is kind and personable to people, like all of these things. Um, and literally one by one, I just started seeing them happen, you know? And so I would say in a span of like about two years total. So we started kind of around five, probably around six when we actually went to the chiropractor. Um, and then by seven, she was doing so much better. And by eight, she was off of every medication. And this is what I loved about the chiropractor we went to. She's like, I'm not going to tell you to quit medications. I'm not going to tell you to quit seeing doctors. I'm just going to tell you that as her body is healed and as God heals her body, they will tell you to quit coming. And so that's exactly what happened. Within a year, she was off of all meds. Within two years, every single doctor, the psychiatrist, psychologist, OT, PT, blah, 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 they all like she doesn't need us anymore, you know? Um, and like was completely neurotypical by age eight, completely wow. miracle. And um, it was really interesting because along the way there were, you know, she was a tippy toe walker. She had to do braces on her legs. Um, and the doctor had told us that we were gonna have to get Botox injections to stretch her muscles because they weren't stretching and all of this stuff. And I was now to the point of I started researching, like I even researched every supplement and every ingredient and every supplement before I give it to her, you know? Um, and so I started researching Botox and I'm like, they're going to inject my child with botulism. You know what I mean? And so I literally, you know, I knew Hannah had spiritual giftings and all of this, like, um, and so this was one of the affirmations kind of at the same time I was getting this, like, wow, there's more to God than just church and reading my Bible. And, um, she, the doctor said, you know, next time you come in in seven days, if you don't keep these braces on and she had braces from her hip bones to her ankles. And then she was in casts her whole foot up to that brace. So she'd be braced and have to sleep like that. So we gave her ibuprofen and Tylenol together to just, they have to stay on, they have to stay on. And she yelled and she screamed and she blew a fit. I finally had my husband go in with her. Cause I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't listen to this anymore. And I'm on my bed and I'm like, Jesus, if you're going to heal her, you're going to heal her. We're done. We're just done with this. And I went in and I took off the braces. I'm like, go to sleep. My husband came in. I'm like, I just said, if God's going to heal her, he's going to heal her. We don't need these stupid braces. 
So then the next day we're going to the doctor, like the next week. And I am in sheer panic because I'm like, now I have to stand up to this doctor. And at that point, I wasn't super secure with standing up to doctors yet and say, we're not doing this. And he's going to tell me how terrible I am. And, or I just let them do this. Like, and the whole time to the doctor's office, I'm just like, you know, and you know, you think of the things you said, like I threatened her, like, they're going to stick this huge needle in you if you don't keep these on. And oh, you just go, oh my gosh. We get to the doctor's office. He takes all the casting off and, and measures her legs, her ankles. And he's like, oh my gosh, you've gone from a negative two to a positive 22 in your range of motion. He's like, I've never had that happen. You must have totally done what I told you to do and whatever. And Hannah looks at him, she goes, no, on the way here, I just told Jesus, like, I really don't want that shot. Can you just do what you need to do so I don't need that shot? And she's like, so he just did it. Like, and to her, it was so like, no big deal. And the doctor looked at me and he's like, so you did the braces? I'm like, no, we didn't do And he had no idea what to say, mm-hmm. but the shot became null and void. I didn't have to deal with that. I didn't have to tell him. And he was like, well, that couldn't have happened. You know, and he just was in, and I'm like, well, obviously God just healed her because we did not do, you know? And so that whole piece just started to escalate, you know, and just having that, it's that intuition of knowing as a mother, I feel like that's like God reopened that up for me so that I knew what she needed you know? Mm -hmm. So, and then from there on, she just was totally healed and every tendon, every ligament, all her physical, she had one eye that was cross-eyed and is totally normal now, like all of these things. And now she's 22. She's thriving. She's a senior at an art college in Minneapolis. She has an internal or international um, internship right now where she's getting all of these things are, are going on their social media for advertising. And so it's so fun to see where doctors told me there's nothing you can do. You're there. You know, she's going to be like this forever. You're just going to have to accept it. And I'm like, no, this is not. And I knew in my heart of hearts, this is not the plan God has for my child. I know. And so he's going to have to show me what it is, you know? And um, it was interesting because I did find this amazing pediatrician along the way. And when I went to her, I just kind of said like, God sent me here for you to heal my daughter. And she's like, okay. Like she was like, okay, whatever. But when Hannah was healed, I kept bringing her to the doctor because I felt like I needed to testify of the healing happening without her help. Like, you know what I mean? And so when Hannah was fully healed, she's like, Kelly, I don't know what you did but I know what you did works and we know what we do doesn't work and we know it's a band-aid, but we don't know what else to do. So she's like, can we meet? So we met, we had coffee for four hours and I just shared with her what we did, you know, the chiropractic, the spinal alignment, the um, food and the power of food. Cause really with Hannah, it was the power of food that healed her and the declaration of the word. I'm positive. Those are the two keys for her. Yes. Um, And it was just amazing. And we got done with a four hour coffee and she was like, I learned more from you in four hours than I have learned in my 20 year medical career, all of my schooling, all she's ever had was a two hour nutrition course Wow! in all of her training. And she's like, Kelly, this is it. So she's one of the people who like, she'll refer people to me Mm. because she's like, we just know there's, we don't know what to do. You know, so that's actually so for you now, you're one of the older moms like me, like the grandmom generation, <laughs> now, and we're like the elders of the tribe. So we started this, you know, these many, many, many years ago, decades ago, and we both have adult children that are now thriving. So, mm-hmm. from this historical perspective, when we look back at what are, what are young moms being told right now, like mm-hmm. we did, and what has actually happened since from your perspective, when it comes to the traditional way of diagnosing and dealing with it afterwards. Because in my experience here in Europe, not much has actually changed, which I find a bit frightening. So there's almost like, it's almost gotten worse. Meaning moms do not hear the stories that we heard, because I know there was a movement back in the US. I went to the US to to learn this from holistic doctors, from other moms. And there were all these success stories that I had never heard of. And I had to hear them in order to make those, take those decisions to change everything, the diet, moving, getting rid of toxins. But it's, it's almost like these success stories are so rare right now. The doomsday predictions from the experts are the same. And 
moms are left with, we need to accept this and we need to be proud of this and we need to find the gifts in this. And if, we, if you are a warrior mom, there's a whole new generation of young children on the spectrum and their moms who are actually attacking you, telling you that you are an ableist, like a, a racist almost, that you are delusional and that you are evil for wanting to change the symptoms. Mm -hmm. So that was a lot of questions in one, but with all these words, what comes up for you when, when you hear this and when you think back and look at the situation for young moms now? Yeah, it's, it's so interesting because right now we just started a journey with my son who's 16, right? And I have that same thing of like, the warrior mom rises up in me, like you gave me a diagnosis and I see the diagnosis as a key, a yeah. key to the symptoms that need to be reversed. It's all it is, it's a key. Um, and it's so sad when we think like the medical world has not progressed in any way. And these moms are told and it breaks my heart when a mom will just surrender to this is the way my child is you know, and, and to open their eyes. I always pray for opportunities. Um, when I see moms, cause I do a lot of teaching here in the U S um, classes and the, what actually changes their heart are these stories because the power of the testimony. Again, we're creating with our words when they hear the testimony, it ignites, like there's a possibility I've never heard from my child, you know? And so one of the things I think that's super powerful is I feel like that whole narrative of that group of moms who wants to stay there, who wants to be the victim, who wants to get, you know, maybe like even you, I think we were there, like you almost get an identity from yep. your child and having to go to the doctor and having to, to do these things. And you're so busy and you're being that great mom because you're going to the doctor and you're doing these things where really it's, it's not, it's a victim mentality. And if you think of our world at large right now, the whole world who is not awake right now is under that. So these moms are under that and it needs to be broken off of them. You know, um, they're blinded. They cannot see, you cannot talk to them, but when the spirit of the Lord enters into that thing, there's something that will ignite. And it's the testimony that goes out. Cause it even says in the Bible, the testimony is what brings that change. What I've done for you, I will done, I'll do for others. You know, so whenever I speak and I speak of my children and any of their stories, cause I have five, three have significant health challenges stories. Um, and when I share those stories and they go out, it's, it doesn't even matter what the audience tends to be in front of me. And I'm only saying this from like, I've only done in-person things. I've never done anything like online. I'm doing my first one next week. We'll see how that goes, where there's an opportunity for people to comment. I feel like that freedom to just slam somebody can, I can type it in. There's no accountability face-to-face. -face. Um, I have been like, when people, they come to me after and they're just stopped. Like I've never, I didn't yeah. know. I didn't know there was something. Yeah. I didn't know there could be roots that need to, you know, it could be mold. It could be, there's so many things, every single child so different. And I think um, like the other day we did a, you did a call with some of us who did a nutrition class and no, like to me, the conviction fell on me is we have got to get this word out. Yeah. We have got to, and we have to pray over our words before they go out for the Lord to send the angels over these hearts of these mamas who are, you know, they're scared, they're fearful. They, they don't know what to do because there's no one out there telling them there's something else that can be done. And then they shut down to it because they're so ingrained in that thinking. It's kind of yeah. like trying to, in the U.S., you know, talk about things that are not great right now in the U.S. I probably, I won't even say a name. It'll probably, be, you know, but like you just bring up this person's name in our country and like, and you're like, oh my gosh. But there, it's just like the Lord's going to have to shift and move that, you know, it, and yeah. our responsibility, I think, is just getting the word out praying for the word to go out and for the angels to carry it, for the ears to be open, the eyes to, eyes to see and ears to hear what is coming and that it would ignite their hearts and open their hearts because they're hurting, they're scared, they don't know what to do, they accept it, and this is my life. And, and now I become beyond, the Underneath the anger, there is a grief because I remember my yeah. first reaction was grief. When I heard about this, I went to a conference with about 300 other moms and I heard these doctors they were all by the way medical neurologists immunologists that had had a child on the spectrum that could not be held in the traditional system so they had shifted yeah. towards understanding and reversing so when I heard about this 
it was a remembrance. It was, it was an acknowledgement of something that I knew from divine guidance. Mm -hmm. And then there were, there was this grief that almost, it was almost like being confronted with what I lost. Mm -hmm. So my faith, my belief, values, nature, real food, real mothering, and this being in this hypnotic state where we just follow false prophets and leaders yes. like doctors, yes. like professors, like autism societies. And we got to look at what's the, what's the energy in all these entities and organizations. Mm -hmm. I think victim is one thing, but it's also that we have all forgotten. Mm -hmm. So the energy in those organizations and in this way of parenting is fear-based, it's attack. So it's almost reptilian fight, flight, attack. Yes nastiness, darkness, arrogance, power hungry, abuse of power, all these things that are not good values. It's not, it's not being a righteous person. I'm just yep. sorry I have to say that. But we, I see it, even in the Christian community with autism mamas being in that I'm giving up phase. Okay, this is what you've given me. This is my lot. Yep. Nothing I can do about it. And that's not what faith is about. No, no. And if you brought your child to Jesus and said, dude, he'd be like, that's not my plan for your kid. Call in the plan for your kid. That is what he would say. Mm -hmm. He would not. I'm having this issue right now, even with church, right? So you got to stay six feet apart. So don't lay hands on the sick. Don't. Mm -hmm. It says lay hands on the sick and they will be healed. Right. Yeah. So now God has no power. So we can't lay hands on the sick because, because, oh my goodness, that virus is going to, you know, we're going to get it. And then it's your own fault and you're going to spread it. And I'm like, no, no deadly poison will touch me. The beginning of this whole thing, I read, I was reading in the Bible. And at the first we didn't know what it was. Right. So we were all a little like, Hmm, this could be intense, but it said, no deadly pestilence will come near your home. And I took that word and I stood on it. I'm like, no deadly pestilence will come near my home, which means me, my family, my extended family. It will not. My daughter has been literally eating food, sharing, sharing vegetable dip with two people who tested positive the next day. Wow. She was negative. Mm -hmm. She said three close contact because she has no fear. She's like, and her friends, they're in that age. They don't care. They're like, wow, whatever, you know, and never once zero tested. Like she had to have tests to get back to work. She was negative because mm -hmm. I stood on that promise. And those are the things as moms we have to do for our kids. We may not see it right now, but if we do not give up, it will manifest because God's plan for our children is that they are thriving. He's got a plan and a destiny for every single child, every single one. And they have gifts and talents. And we as parents, it's our responsibility to develop those, right? Yes. It's our responsibility. I think the moms, because we have that intuition and we have that we have to fight for our children and we have to come up against what's being said. And we have to have tender hearts for moms that aren't there yet mm -hmm. and pray for strategies of how to reach them. Like yes, and that's an, another thing that I would do. like you to just touch on because um, this is an area that is new for me. It's something that I've, I've come to understand and be very humble about that I have been guided and that it's divine guidance and that I need to be humble about the miracles that's been given to me through my son's turnaround journey. There were times when he was in the darkest phases where it looked like darkness had taken him. Mm -hmm. And when I look at the attacks that sometimes come towards me because I'm public and because there's a lot of, um, yeah, trolling mm -hmm. online sometimes, mm -hmm. When I look at that, that attack, it comes from a very dark place. So what are some of the best tools that you have in order to protect and to go towards what is the plan, which is healing, light, balance, family units, because these, these, these symptoms break up families mm -hmm. and they break us apart. Yes. So in, in, instead of falling for, you should be ashamed of wanting to create health, peace and harmony. Mm -hmm. What are some of the tools that you can bring to to parents that are really feeling hopeless right now mm -hmm. well i would say the number one thing for me and what i think is the revelation is everything spiritual mm. everything spiritual and there's only two spiritual forces there's a the light and there's the dark and so like you saw with your child and i did with mine i'm like that is not my child whatever is manifesting right now 
is not her and something has been given, you know, entry to like, you know, manifest per se. And that was darkness. That was evil. That was stuff from my generational line. Um, when you start to learn about things coming through the generations, right? Um, I learned that I had masonry and Illuminati things in my generations, which can manifest in those things. So I broke those off and that was part of her healing, you know? So we have to address those spiritual things as well. And these kids, this is my, this is my personal theory of autism, which we'll see how, how people receive this. But I feel kids who have been diagnosed with autism have a special connection with God, with the spirit realm. They see things we don't see. They hear things we don't hear. It can be intense. My daughter dreams, it happens. Mm -hmm. So why was she afraid to go to sleep? Because she would have intense dreams, sometimes from God, sometimes from the enemy. And so she was scared to death because if she dreamed it, it happened. Like yes. the spiritual connection is so strong. And I feel like sometimes it's, it's an inward turn because I can't handle what I'm hearing, what I'm seeing, what I'm like, I don't know how to, and we didn't know how to steward her spiritual giftings because she's got all of them. Yeah. And so when we were going to our church, they thought I was crazy when I started talking about some of these things. But when we went to a church that realized about spiritual giftings and taught us how to teach her to walk in her authority against the dark side of the world, you know, like in Jesus name, go. So she would literally see demons. And because our pastor said, well, pay attention to where she has meltdowns. Because I'm like, we go to the mall. She has meltdown every time I go to the mall. I can't go to the mall. Yeah. He's like, well, go to the mall and see where, okay, outside of hot topic, hot topic, whatever it is. It's a very demonic store. And like, it just has lots of nasty stuff. She would fall to the floor and start screaming. Well, that's you know? something I need to touch on because I feel that's what most of these kids do when they get into malls. Yes. So let's say these children know what is the darkness, what is wrong with this planet, what's wrong with our choices, what's wrong with the food, what's wrong with what we do to each other. Mm -hmm. And they react on amplifier. So right. they just turn up the volume. So what if the spinning, the tantrums, the screaming, the, the, the night terrors, the meltdowns are all responses to warn us against dark foods, dark, dark experts, dark places, things yep. we got to stop doing. Right. That's 100%. Yes. Yes. And when they're young, they don't know how to deal with that. You know what I mean? They, they have no idea when they're four years old or three years old and seeing some of the stuff, what to do, you know, and, and we can teach them how to handle some of those things. But also it's like, they have such, like, I feel like God, like you said, they are such a gift to not only us, but to the world, because they also see things so differently and have solutions. Like the solutions my daughter has blows my mind. And like the company she's working for sees this. And like, then the integrity, she was doing a, uh, of ad, or ad thing and like there was a flag on it and they wanted to change some colors. She's like, absolutely not because the colors of that flag are this and we have to preserve the integrity of that. Like we can't change the colors because it's gonna fit our logo, you know? So like, I feel like there's just this deep rootedness they have um, and the enemy doesn't want them to walk in that because that is what God's designed them to do. So I feel like there's a heavier attack against them, against the families that that are stewarding these children because their call is so great to combat what's going on in our world. Yes. And so we need to rise up as moms, as families coming around these children and finding the roots because their bodies like really like, I remember one time you said like, you're gonna eat it and just feel shitty. You know, like, yep. But I feel like that's how their bodies are. They yeah. intake something through their eyes or their ears or they eat something like their response is so amplified because it's almost like they are born with this instinctive purity that can't be violated and when it is there's this intense reaction you know and it's as true. they get older and like that feeling of feeling us you know like i always knew that with my daughter but i never had words because i didn't know you then you know but i knew there was this connection like if i was stressed she was stressed if you know and i'm like i gotta keep myself calm i gotta keep myself calm but i didn't have the tools of like how to calm myself down when she's going after my other children or having my daughter go get knitting needles so she can stab herself you know and like you know so those tools like we develop so i think like when it boils down to like actual tools to help our kids is one, I feel like nature, like yeah. you have taught me is something I did not have in my journey. However, we were outside all the time and we lived at the beach all summer. 
So I kind of was pondering the other day was our summers were always so much better. And I just figured it was because we didn't have school, but it was because, I mean, and you know, all of you probably have similar things. Your children hate socks anyway, or shoes or clothes for that matter. Yes. So they, you know, we're out and in the woods and in the water and in the sand and our summers were just so much better, you know? Um, and I think truly it was because we were outdoors and in the winter, even when we're outdoors, we're so bundled because it's cold. So we're not really getting a lot of exposure. But um, so I think nature is huge. Getting your kids outside um, is like number one. I think it is really number one. And then I think moms, like the biggest message to me through all of this has been, I completely left myself. I, I did heal my daughter. I did heal another one of my sons. But, you know, and like with God and myself and whatever, but I never took care of me. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, entering this journey with my son, there's been this huge awakening of, I have to take care of me. Like I need to do, and it's not me time as I need to go veg out and watch movies and eat popcorn and ice cream in front of the TV and have me time and have my glass of wine. And that's the American me time for moms. Um, it's actually, okay, my body does not thrive on sugar. Why am I eating the sugar? And this is what your course helped me with. Why am I eating that? I don't, I don't even like it. And it makes me feel like crap, you know? And then it's, you know, oh, like I walk my dogs every day. And then like, I've walked my dogs for two years, three years. Um, and the other day I just felt like I've got to run. I've just got to run. Yeah, so I, I just like started running. And I used to be a runner. I used to run 20, 30 miles a week. And I just started running. I ran a mile and a half after not running for like, 15 years like that's not normal but like really listening to what my body is needing or needing sleep or like you said going to the bathroom feeding myself having food in my fridge like like I always feed my kids healthy um but then I'd skip meals or and it was that self-sabotage stuff and so really dealing with that as a mom is so key and it's interesting because I I didn't know you and those tools never were developed with my first two the journey with my first two but with my third here, like without this within me, he would not be being healed right now because I see as in, you're going to find this funny. So, so all of, you know, my son's struggling with hair loss and, um, all of a sudden look at my hair. I've got all this hair growing in and I'm like, oh my gosh, like maybe this is what's going to bring healing to him. Like literally there's that, that connection. And I feel like there's something between mothers and sons. That's a little different than mothers and daughters. Um, and so I just know that as I am healing, he is healing as I am being true to like what I know I need for myself and I'm following through with, um, and also just letting flow happen in my life because I've never been able to do that. Like yesterday I had a plan of what my afternoon was going to look like. And then a situation came up and I'm like, okay, I have to let go of my plan and I need to be over in here. I need to be in peace and I need to deal with this plan. And then that kind of subsided, you know the crisis. So then I went back and I'm like, okay, now, now I can finish what I was doing. And I finished that. And then my little guy was like, Hey, we should have tea and watch a movie and stuff. And I, and I, like before, even though I had to stop doing what I was doing, I would have been pissed that I had to stop doing what I was doing. And I had to deal with this crisis and so sick of this, like that would have been my thinking, but it wasn't, it was like, okay, I'm going to stop this and fully engage in this crisis yeah. and, and go through it and feel it and stay in peace and pray that's done. Wow. Look at now I have time to still finish what I needed to do. You know, like the time was still there. So that is so key because I couldn't do that before. And then that rigidness, I feel like that whole situation would have exploded yesterday had I been in that rigidness and not been able to just let go. So I think that's number two for sure. And like food, nutrition, sleep, circadian rhythm, all of that is super key. Like even with all of our family, we've gotten back more on our circadian clock with COVID. We just got in this, like literally mom survival mode. I was like, they stay up till 11, they sleep till nine. And I have from like five to nine to do my stuff, which is not healthy, you know, for any of us, because, you know, so I started getting everybody up. We eat by 9am and we're following that clock. We're sitting down for lunch between 11 and one. And, and when we're doing that, there's just this flow in our life that has come in peace and and everybody's just doing so much better, you know? Um, so I think that also is such a key and just our food and the toxic burden. I'm really, I'm a big toxic, toxic. One of my things I'm licensed or not licensed, there's no license here. What would it be certified as a detox coach or detox wellness practitioner? I don't know, but like detoxing, but doing it in a way where our body naturally does it. Yeah. Like not 
pushing out, not doing a juice fast and you know, those things. It's simply changing what we did. Cause I feel like sleep detoxes us. What yeah. we eat detoxes us. Drinking adequate amount of water. We don't need to take supplements and stuff to detox okay. our body. Thank not you. that there's not a time and a place for that, right? Um, but literally just by shifting those things um, can make such a huge difference. I mean, that's how my daughter was healed was basically food. And then the spiritual piece also has to be addressed. Like there needs to be an awakening to there is a spiritual piece. There is a source and that source is God. And he does have divine wisdom and he will give us the entire plan. He will tell us step-by-step. Step. Like even yesterday with that situation, I'm like, okay, this is so out of my realm. It's not even my kid. I don't even know how to do, deal with it. And I just prayed for peace and resolution and that her family would be restored. And, and like that, I would just have words to speak, to deescalate. And it's literally what happened, you know? So I think it's not underestimating the power of the spirit yeah. over all of it. And our authority to command the crap, it has no authority in my home. Mm -hmm. Like the enemy can't be in here. Nightmares can't be in here. Night terrors can't be in here. You know, and I remember when my, when I was learning this stuff as my, my little, my daughter, like literally I would take oil and anoint her room every day. I would anoint her, I would anoint her room. And I would just declare the truth, you know, that I don't know, there's some verse about that. Um, when sleep comes, it will be peaceful, you know, and I declare that over her and I would command whatever to go, you know, and just taking that authority, you know, and knowing the spiritual world is real. And yeah. when we speak, angels are activated and angels actually can't even work if we don't like come into agreement with them. They're like, they're here to help us, but they need to, they need permission to do what they're supposed to do. You know? So we need to like, okay, I dispatch my child's angels over them, you know, to clear the path, to make the way, you know, whatever. So I feel like those are kind of the key pieces and tools that we can have as parents. You know, that's a really, really good way to end this conversation. The, the way that we understand through these children where we have left our own journey, because that's often a missing link. If if you are a Christian and you're praying and you're doing all this, the, the diets and you're you're following great medical practitioners or whatever you choose to do and nothing happens there's almost always a self-sabotage pattern because yes. the brain does not like change and there's a pain underneath the pain that we need to revisit so where did we leave ourselves our soul our pain our values sanity <clears throat> nature healing and truth so that's that's really something that you summed up with all the different steps that you took in order to turn your child around. And now you are helping other moms, mm -hmm. supporting other moms who are going down that same pathway. So yeah. where can people find you if they want to connect with you, if they want to follow you or learn more from you? Yes, I would say the best place is my website. So it's Healthy Living with Kelly and Kelly is spelled K-E-L-L-I. Um, Dot com. So it's healthylivingwithkelly.com. Um, just because that is like, I'll post, I'm starting to post videos and stuff there. Um, social media is not really my jive. I'm trying, but um, so that is where really I have my blog on there. I have food because I feel like food is overwhelming. Food is so overwhelming when we start to like go gluten-free, dairy-free, whatever it is. Um, and so I have recipes that my kids love and stuff like that which I think individually you kind of have to watch with your kids because you could eat it and it's gluten-free and it's fine. You know, there's so many of those things, but a lot of my teaching stuff I'm starting to post in a video section um, of just like, I try to break things down so that overwhelmed moms can take one step, you know, and Good. just, and go from there. And so all of my content basically is going to be driven there. And then from there, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Well, thank you for the work that you're doing and for the support that you are to so many moms. And we will link to your website in the description and maybe also where you get your oils if yes. people want to do the anoint, anointment. Because yes. there's so many other things you can do with that. So we're going to give people your favorite links. And okay. then I just uh, recommend everyone start following that page. Oh, thank you. And thank you so much for being in my life and teaching me oh. so many things about the spiritual path as well. <laughs> Well, I just thank you for everything you're doing. And I just, what a divine connection, how we were parallel lives on two different continents, um, basically being led exactly the same way with different terminology, right? So it's cool. just, it's so miraculous. And to see that synergy of coming together to amplify the voice of like literally the plan of God, 
this plan is for every child to work or not work for every child to walk in their potential and what he created them for. So it's such an honor and joy to link arms with you and just get this to be the norm. We're going to take over the norm. I'm going to declare it right now. The norm will be that turning around autism is normal. It should be. Mm-hmm. exactly yeah. we declare that and thank you so much for that hope that you're bringing kelly and i i really look forward to seeing you soon thank oh, you thank you bye i really hope you enjoyed this beautiful testimony of what faith can do for healing and recovery and as promised i wanted to share with you this um, strange experience i had when i met kelly the the many strange synchronicities around our meeting and what god told her when she met me so as you already probably know she healed her daughter at the same time back around 2004 and 5 as I was turning my son's autism around. We didn't know each other. We were in two different parts of the world. But when I met Kelly, she came into contact with me because I was hosting a spring cleanse for my barefoot autism warrior mamas. And she, Kelly, was a was is a Christian and she was very skeptical about joining the cleanse so she asked God in prayer whether she should or shouldn't join the cleanse because anything that sounded a bit spiritual or new age which was something that I was still fascinated by still talking about still probably manipulated by back then um, anything with that element she used to stay away from and so she asked God whether she should join the spiritual the, the spring cleanse in my Barefoot Autism Warriors community, my courses, um, and my mindset course and my membership. And here is what Kelly told me happened. So she sent me an email describing what God told her when she asked whether she should join my courses or not. And mind you, Kelly had been praying. Kelly is one of the three people who continuously, since probably last summer, have been praying for me to wake up to the fact that the New Age field is hijacked by dark narratives and dark agendas. So here's what she wrote me. And it actually worked. Her prayers did work. I did wake up to it. But you already know that. And that's a podcast for another day and another time. Hello, dear friend. Here are the words from my journal entry as I prayed during the first session of the cleanse in the Barefoot Autism Warriors community, says Kelly. So here are the words that God told her. He said, these beautiful ladies do not yet know me. So those beautiful ladies he's referring to are all the barefoot mamas in my community. They have experienced me, but they do not know it is me. Do not be fearful of these sessions. I am in you and with you. I will not allow any spirit to align or enter you or your home that does not belong. I am the Alpha and the Omega. All powerful, is what God said to Kelly. Watch the videos in this the sprinklings as an observer with me and it will be clear and evident to you how to proceed. Ninka, this is what Kelly wrote to me that God told her. This is not my words. Ninka has the Esther anointing and Esther is a biblical character. You can look her up. Um, She says in brackets, I saw a picture of Ninka with a beautiful gown on. This is Kelly saying, I saw a picture of Ninka with a beautiful gown on, a crow that has been set on her head. She did not put it there. And then the words from God continued, I have placed a crown upon her head. She is my beautiful, sweet girl that I have given authority to because of her pure heart. She's anointed to lead people out of the hands of death and destruction to life and life abundant. The Jews had a death sentence over their heads, and when they did, rose up Esther to come in at just the right moment 
and deliver them from this fate. That's exactly what Ninka does. She has an Esther anointing that looks into the face of autism and has seen it as an attempt to kill and destroy children, mothers and families. She rose up as Esther did in perfect timing and said, not on my watch. She was then led to bring freedom, life and abundance first to her son and now to others. She has a special place in my heart, a place where only she fits. Her genuineness, love, tenderness, dedication and passion are unmatched. It is what sets her apart. Love you from Kelly. And as you can imagine, this was a, an incredibly humbling experience and I was deeply moved by these words and also shy to share it because this is not something that I would say about myself, but it also confirmed that my work throughout these 15 years, which has been hard, it's been judged, it's been, there's been a lot of sacrifices, it's been a, a crazy, a crazy journey and I've met a lot of challenges along the way and it really confirmed that this is my purpose, this is my path. This is what I was chosen to do. And so I wanted to share this with you because so many times when I talk about God, um, many of you probably don't know that this is very new to me. I grew up in an atheist family. I've never gone to church really on a regular basis. I don't belong to any religion. I've always been connected to God, but also felt awkward about the manipulation and the power games of almost any church in religion and couldn't relate to that part of of what I saw was the whole idea of a God and the the beautiful example of Jesus Christ. So I'm still learning and I'm not going to regurgitate or share anything that I haven't lived fully and experienced fully, but I wanted to share these words with you from Kelly because I feel that God really leads us to turn autism around by listening to these children's symptoms and changing the things that we are doing to children, to animals, to the world that no longer works, that is abusive, that is manipulative, that is destructive. And that's what I feel that I've been called to do and that's what I feel autism has called us all to do as mamas and papas, as parents to these amazing children who has taken it upon them to come and wake us up collectively. So I really hope you enjoyed this podcast and that you will seek out Kelly by checking the links in the description in the podcast, barefootautismwarriors.com slash podcasts slash 101. So it's episode 101. And just I'm just so grateful that you are sharing your time with me. See you soon.